Before we start today's show, I have to first start by sending out our thoughts and prayers out to Damar Hamlin, the Bills' safeties family, after a tragic incident that happened last night on Monday Night Football. For those who didn't see, Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field and had to be administered CPR while surrounded by his teammates before being loaded into an ambulance with his mother and taken to the hospital. In a sobering and humanizing moment where you're seeing a 24-year-old kid out there, David, where you're just hoping he's okay. And, and as of right now, as we're going to record the show today, we're not going to know that. So we're going to have to do it with a little bit of a heavy heart while still trying to bring as normal of a show to you guys as we possibly can. But we just can't start without just sending our thoughts and prayers out to his family. Such a scary situation, something that you never want to see, especially on a football field. Uh, it's terrifying. So all our thoughts and our prayers are with the Hamlin family, and we just hope that you know he has a fantastic recovery. And that's all we can hope is that this dude pulls through and we're just going to be thinking about it until we finally get to find out the latest update in which we just have none of right now. But thinking about his family, thinking about his friends, his brothers, his teammates are on the field openly weeping around him. Such a scary, scary incident that happened in such a normal football play that it happened on. But we're going to be staying away from specific playoff matchups on today's show, anything revolving around the Bills and the Bengals, and just keep things focused on the Chargers and really just trying to bring you guys as normal of a show as we can today while just knowing that, hey, we're sitting here just still thinking, praying, and hoping for Damar Hamlin. The Chargers are as hot as they've been all season riding a four-game winning streak, but after beating up on some weaker opponents, are we ready to declare them a good team? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day thank you guys for making us your first listen today to make sure you never miss the show go subscribe to the locked on Chargers youtube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from and david one of the things we've struggled with all season is whether this chargers team is good right i mean we've seen good offensive performances we've seen good defensive performances we haven't seen many complete performances performances like we saw last week they're most complete win. so i wanted to talk about that and if we can trust it because of the teams they've been playing have also been doing so bad when they're not playing the chargers and if Justin Herbert really needs to get in the playoffs and win a playoff game to finally get the respect he deserves around the league. We'll also talk about if the Chargers rushing attack is the main reason the offense clicked against the Rams, or if it was just Joe Lombardi having his best play calling day yet, before getting into if the Chargers run defense after being bad again will eventually doom them if they can't fix it, and if the Chargers defense really hasn't even seen its peak yet with guys like Derwin James not on the field and Joey Bosa shaking some of the rust off. But... Today's episode of Lockdown Chargers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. It's prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked On. David, we've kind of gone back and forth you know, on whether the Chargers have been a good team. And most of the season, I would think we would say, hey, the Chargers are winning some games, but it's hard to just say that they're a good good team because there have been so many obvious flaws to them but now 
you're on a four-game winning streak, and we want to get into our Chargers buy or sell today, getting into the biggest storylines and overreactions after a giant win like the Chargers just had. And I think we're still here, David, and the buy or sell is buy, buy or sell is still this today. The Chargers are a good team. Yeah, I mean, I think if you would have asked me that a couple of weeks ago, I don't think I could have said that the Chargers were a good team. Sure. Yeah, I just, I mean, you look at, you could see elements, you know, see flashes, but, you know, before week 14, they didn't really put anything together. I mean, there was really nothing besides the special teams that you could really, you know, hang your hat on and say, I mean, right. the Chargers are very good in this particular metric. Now, uh, I mean, it certainly looks that way. And and I think heading into the playoffs, Daniel, it's not really all about who, you know, the best team is, or if you're a very good team, it's really about who has the most momentum, who's the hottest team and I think the Chargers can definitely stake claim to being one of the hottest teams so uh, as far as are they a good team right now in their current construction I, I think they are a good team their defense is playing phenomenally they have given up less than 20 points the last four games they have also put things together on offense they're getting much healthier uh, I think you definitely can see say regardless of the opponents that have been on their schedule because they don't have any choice on who they play that is already set up for them. Um, I can say that the chargers are a good team. I mean, you definitely could question the opponents because I mean, that's the biggest thing and the reason why I can't fully buy it. And I mean, the chargers are hot and that is important. Yeah. Momentum is important. Problem is all the other division leaders in the AFC, one of which you're going to have to play are on as long of winning streaks or longer winning streaks than the chargers. Right. So yeah. other teams are hot as well. The chargers are not the hottest team in the league. No, the problem is, is, the Titans and the Dolphins, right? We wanted them to beat a good team. And you look at the Chargers' schedule, and it's still hard to pick out the good win that they have. The win, that you know, convincing win over a good team or just any win over a good team because you wanted that to be the Dolphins and Titans, right? Those were supposed to be the big wins for the Chargers. Unfortunately, they were good when they played them. To some extent. The, the Titans had lost three in a row when they played the Chargers, right? Now yeah. that's a six-game losing streak. The Colts right. were right now in the middle of a six-game losing streak as well. The Dolphins have now lost five in a row. And the Chargers, right, they were still an explosive offense. They played the 49ers a week before that. We talked about that a little bit. But, like, I think the things that are good is good teams do dominate bad teams. And yeah. I think we see it, we've seen the Chargers let too many bad teams hang around them, right? Like the Falcons, yeah. the Browns, like the even the Texans. Hey, the Cardinals, for sure. You needed a two-point conversion as the game was expiring in that one. But yeah, that part is nice to see. The last two weeks you've had, you know, a 17-point win, and you had a 21-point win. Two, three-possession yeah. games. You're not living in those one-possession games, which will always come back to bite you eventually. Yes. The problem is is they're 0-4 against teams that are currently in the playoffs right now. The Chiefs, they're 0-2 against the 49ers, the Jaguars. Yes, the Chiefs, they lost you by six combined points. Those are close. You feel like those could have gone either way and maybe even oh, should yeah. have. Yeah. There's arguments for all those games. But the defense makes you feel like they could be a better team. The offense, though, is still to me a concern because even with the you know last game, that's one game. I, I feel like we all thought they underwhelmed even the three wins they had going into last week, right? So it's nice to see that. Hard for me to fully buy in, right? And that's not their problem that they had to play bad teams. You can only play, but I don't know if we can fully buy in until we see them beat a good team, and that probably won't be till the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they're not going to get that opportunity to. Obviously, the Broncos are not a good team. You know they're a four and twelve football team in shambles. I mean, all kinds of things going wrong with. I mean, they they would play the Chiefs pretty close last week. I'd rather the Chargers get a better version of the Broncos. Hopefully, this time, right, and and hopefully see that. What what I do like though, and it's something I kind of heard from Matt Money Smith, is that hey, I mean they're going 
in that environment in January playing in just, you know, in, in, in a very cold sure. weather situation in which altitude and that inevitably they're going to have to face. I mean, yeah. it's something they're going to have to do if the Chargers want to get where they want to go, which is, you know, to the Super Bowl. Right. They're going to have to walk that path that nobody wants to walk. I mean, in weather that nobody wants to be in, but that's what it's going to take for the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl. And let me be clear, the Chargers are a much better team than they were to start the season, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think we can all agree on that. And I think they are a good team compared to maybe the middle pack of the AFC and not with the elite teams in the AFC yet, but not as bad as some of those other stragglers that are all kind of bunched up in the middle. The Chargers at least seem to have separated themselves a little bit from that group. Yeah. And I like where the Chargers are at right now. We just have to see it, right? I mean, consistency has been a big thing because if they go and get beat down by the Broncos or have a bad loss this weekend, it feels like you're back to kind of square one if they're not taking care of these bad teams. But good teams take care of bad teams. The Chargers have been doing that recently. But this is another buyer sell I wanted to get to, and you brought it up before the show, Dave, and that's about Justin Herbert and just the respect he's getting. So the buyer sell is this. Justin Herbert won't get the respect that he deserves unless the Chargers actually win a playoff game. Uh, I'm going to sell that be, because I think Justin Herbert has already garnered that, that respect that he deserves just because of all of the different things he has had to go through and navigate, especially this season where, you know, obviously he didn't have the same record breaking seasons that he had in his rookie year and his second year in the league. I mean, he had a very good year, uh, but he had to deal with so much, even his own personal injury and, you know, having to really pick up for the defense. But I think Justin Herbert has taken his team to the playoffs and, you know, that's what it used to be before. That was the benchmark is, oh, Justin Herbert's not a winning quarterback. And, oh, Justin Herbert hasn't, you know, taken his team to the playoffs. The benchmark is going to keep moving and moving further and further out until it's Justin Herbert isn't a Super Bowl champion. So I, I don't I don't subscribe to that logic. I think Justin Herbert, especially around the league, you ask the players, you ask the coaches. I don't think there is more than a handful of quarterbacks that any team, any franchise would rather have than Justin Herbert. That's for sure. I, I mean, it's not the question is, isn't whether he's good, right? It's whether he's going to get the respect he deserves. And unfortunately, I'm buying it from the standpoint of he's not going to get some national media attention until he goes on the road this year and wins a playoff game, potentially. And the, and the narrative won't necessarily change from the same people who were saying, right, go win a playoff game, make yeah. it to the playoffs first, right? But the problem is, is the goalpost will keep moving. You're not ever going to please everyone. And someone's always going to have questions about it. So Watch the dude play. I mean, that'll tell yeah. you everything you need to know about him as a quarterback. But yes, he willed this team to where they're at and into the playoffs this season for sure. I wouldn't say carry because the defense has carried the Chargers recently, and that's kind of what solidified their playoffs this year. Yeah. But Justin Herbert is that dude. And, and, and for those who don't get it yet, might just never get it no matter what he does, unless he just wins the Super Bowl and you just can't say anything about it, yeah. right? So that is the one chip he definitely could get. But the Chargers offense looked great last week, and it was great to see that because that has been a weak point and an underwhelming part of this off or this team, especially you know later in the season and compared to last year when they were a top-five offense. But the running game got going. Was that the reason we finally saw the Chargers offense quick? Or was it just Joe Lombardi going into his bag and just having his best game yet as the Chargers offensive play car, or at least his best game this year? And we're going to get into that coming up after this. But I first need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app. And of course, I'm talking about Price Picks. What I love about Price Picks is it's just me versus the projections. I'm not going up against other people and trying to pick lineups where another person's going to have most of the same players than I have. With Price Picks, you get to go search out the matchups that you want. And all you have to do is pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you can win. And you can do things like 
more than or less than on Justin Herbert's passing yards or Austin Eckler's rushing yards, Keenan Allen's receiving yards or receptions. There's so many fun things to do, and there's so many different sports you can do it with as well. NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, college football, even whatever you're looking for, you can find it at prize picks and you can get your entries in and you can always get safe and fast withdrawals all you have to do guys is download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up today to play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with the promo code locked on if you deposit 100 they will match it with 100 if you put in 50 they will give you 50 so don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit match up to 100 dollars Let's continue this buy or sell here, David, sticking with the Chargers offense, which we finally got to see some great things from them this week. But maybe the best thing was them actually having a weapon in their running game, which is something you can't say for a lot of the games this season. You just couldn't. I mean, it's not something that they've been able to do consistently at all this season, but it makes it that much sweeter when they do do it. So the buy or sell is this. The rushing attack was the biggest reason the Chargers finally clicked offensively. I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to argue against it uh, because I mean it, it definitely had a huge effect on, on that game and the offensive flow of that game as well. But I'm actually gonna to to say no. I, I don't think it's the only reason why the, the biggest reason, offense, not the only yeah, reason. Yeah, the the biggest reason. I'm not gonna say it's the biggest reason that this Chargers offense clicked. I think the biggest reason that this Chargers offense clicked is them scoring multiple times and really separating themselves and putting together that all encompassing performance not only their but ability it's to why run the football, they did that right yeah. i mean it, it's not them separating things like that it's what made them be able to separate was that the rushing attack or was it something else you know yeah i mean i, I honestly i think it's their success in the red zone i mean just the, them going three for three in a red zone and really you know kind of creating that separation scoring in the third quarter is also part of that them just being able to put some distance in between themselves and these other teams yeah and but i think the the my bigger point is the rushing attack would be part of all that right the rushing attack is partially why you're doing good in the red zone the running attack is partially why you score a touchdown in the third quarter all those things can be kind of together and i think it was a huge reason why the chargers offense clicked But maybe 1A and 1B with this, because I think the other biggest reason that the Chargers offense clicked is Mike Williams, David. I mean, when you look at the rushing attack, the Chargers have only scored 33 times this season, right? One of those other two games besides his last one against the Rams was against the Cleveland Browns, where they had their best rushing attack of the season, went over, you know, went for 300 or 234 yards in that game, right? The only time they rushed for more than they did last week. So there's definitely a commonality there. When Mike Williams goes off, though, the Chargers score points, and, th- and that's yeah. kind of just been what it is all year. Mike Williams has at least seven catches and 94 yards in each of the Chargers' three 30-point performances this season. Hey. So you haven't had a 30-point game that Mike Williams didn't go for seven catches and 94, and in the other two, he went for seven for buck 20 against yeah. the Texans, and he went 10 for a buck 34 against the Browns. Yeah. That seems to me like a huge reason, David. I mean, it seems oh, yeah. like when they make a, a, you know an effort to get this guy more involved – they put out more points. I mean, it seems it's not a coincidence to me. No, he's a huge playmaker. And I said it on yesterday's show as well. I mean, he's a large reason why these Chargers offenses, you know, are looking the way they look recently, especially against the Rams. I mean, he just changes the way the movie looks, as Brandon Staley would say. I mean, those acrobatic catches 
and his deceptive ability to get yards after the catch and yards after contact in the middle of the field. I mean, he is a great athlete, and he just doesn't get enough opportunities to showcase that. But it seems like every time that they do, they put the ball in his hands. He, he makes things happen. He's just that type of player. So, yes, Mike, Mike Williams is a huge reason why this Chargers offense is looking a lot closer to what it should be. And also, I would like to point out the continuity on the offensive line as well. Having those same guys out there, having most of those guys back, Donald Parham back, Keenan Allen, uh, you know, also back out there, an excellent blocking wide receiver. So just that continuity out there, I think, is a, another really important reason why it's looking the way it looks. Yeah, definitely. And we saw them switch a, a few things up, you know, with the running game, right? Going more of a power look. Jeff Schwartz, former offensive lineman, was out there, made a great video yeah. on that 72-yard Austin Eckler run and just how perfectly it was blocked. And maybe the Chargers are finding a little bit more how to, you know, find their strengths in the running game. And yeah, the hard thing is, is Mike Williams, you feel like could, I mean, he's kind of has been inconsistent and has had bad stretches as well. But you feel like that's more reliable than, assuming that the Chargers running game is going to be good, right? If yeah. the Chargers can be a good running team and take that off of Herbert's plate, I don't know if there's many things better long-term for this Chargers offense, but what can you rely on this yeah. year? If you want to score 30 points, you get the ball to Mike Williams at least seven times, and he's going to yeah. probably go for a, over a bill, right? And that seems oh, yeah. to be the best chance to do it. Anyways, though, the other thing that I think we probably have to talk about a little bit here, especially because we've been so critical of Joe Lombardi is acknowledging Joe Lombardi's part of this 31 point performance by the chargers and really 31 points in just over three quarters. Right. I mean, they they sat their starters the entire fourth quarter for the most part, David, the buyer sell is this, that was Joe Lombardi's best game call this year. The best game he has called this year. I'm buying it. Yeah. I I think that's definitely his best performance most complete performance. What have we been screaming at him for all season long? A couple of different things. One, why are you not being more explosive down the football field? Why are you not dialing up more shots to get those chunk plays? Well, he did that. And we saw that on a, you know numerous different occasions to Keenan Allen, to Mike Williams, getting those chunk passing plays. And Oh, why are you not using your big weapons in the red zone? Your guys that are six foot three, and above, you know, it seems pretty obvious that those guys should be targeted in that red zone, in that gold zone. And they did that, you know, that changed in this one. And hey, the running game looked fantastic in this one. Oh, by the way, they scored a touchdown in the third quarter. <laughs> uh, a lot of things to really be excited about. And also, you know, another fourth quarter where you didn't have any anxiety, didn't have any blood pressure issues. You know, you, you saw your quarterback uh, wearing a ball cap on the sideline watching Chase Daniel hand off to Larry Roundtree about 15 times to close out <laughs> that football game. Yeah, as painful as that was to watch at times. But, I mean, I think you can make that argument. It's hard to compare every single game without, sure. you know, having them fresh on your mind like that. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't make a huge argument against it. I mean, they scored every time they made it to the red zone. They got an outside of a 20-yard touchdown, right? Scored from outside of the red zone with that yes. explosive 72-yard run. And he does deserve, you know, credit for the Chargers running attack and, and for the plays he called, and he pushed the right buttons on Sunday. And I think going back to what you were talking about before, right, putting the other team away, he did it eventually. This is the thing. I mean, there were still some frustrating moments. I don't want to take any credit away from oh, yeah. it. It was, like I'm saying, it was probably his best performance all season, and that's great for the Chargers going into the playoffs. But it doesn't erase, right, the other 15 games of the season no. at this point. It doesn't, right? You still know that, and you can still yeah. give him credit where credit is due. And the other part about this game was the biggest thing to me, maybe, 
no back-to-back scoreless drives while the starters were in, right? You never went yeah. more than two drives without actually putting points up on the board. I thought was really, really nice. Yes. Even though there was still some, you know, frustrating moments after you get that fumble recovery in the second half, you're up by 14. You just get that huge momentum and you run the ball straight twice up Hated the middle, that. right? For a combined yeah. one yard. That was not as good as you'd like to see. Take and a in shot the red zone. The one time you know, they didn't get to quite the red zone. They ended up that drive right before halftime just outside of the red zone. But there were some frustrating play calls in there, maybe some miscommunications that went along with it as well. It's a great thing if you want the Chargers to go win a Super Bowl that they, you know, Joe Lombardi had a performance like this. There's still issues with it, but it's nice to see it when it all clicks and the players are executing because that was his best job so far. And that's a great thing to see, although it might, you know, not necessarily save his job this year. We'll see. Yeah. But credit where credit was due. That was a well-called game by Joe Lombardi. But the one consistent thing, the one thing that the Chargers have been hanging their hat on is their defense. Yet they still have a kryptonite. They still have an Achilles heel because even against a lowly Rams team, they got shredded on the ground again. Will that eventually doom the Chargers? We're going to get into that. And also, if we haven't actually seen the peak of this Chargers defense with some key players either coming back or shaking off the rust like Joey Bosa, Coming up right after this, but first I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, and you can get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there with BetOnline. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, the World Cup when that comes back, got Women's World Cup coming up this year, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find that as well at BetOnline. They have everything you're looking for, and right now, BetOnline has the Chargers as a three-point favorite in Denver against the Broncos. Maybe tighter than a lot of people would think. Maybe kind of shows what a tough matchup this potentially could be for them going into the elements, going on the road against a division rival and over-under set at 40.5 points. But there's a bunch of things you can bet on, a bunch of props where I always go, well, the game go to overtime, who's going to score first? You have all those things at BetOnline, and you have live in-game betting where you can kind of feel a game out. If you know what's going to come back to the mean and the Chargers you know, are going to give up some points and you know shrink the lead, you can bet on all of that at Bet Online. So head to the website today for, or your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's continue this buy or sell and get into some defensive stuff here, David, because one of the things that's been really, really nice to see is Brandon Staley's defense showing out. Even in this last game, got off to a little bit of a rough start, gave up some explosive plays, came back in the second half, and just absolutely dominated the Rams and shut them out two straight shutouts in the second half for the Chargers defense. Yet they still have the obvious kryptonite in the run defense for the Chargers had seemed like it was getting better yet. They had a step back against the Rams and it just feels like it's going to come back to get them. So the buy or sell is this David, the Chargers run defense is going to eventually doom them. Yeah. If they don't get it right. I mean, if they, if they do that in the playoffs where, you know, those possessions are shortened and they're so much more precious and, you know, those teams that can run the football are going to wear on you. Yes, it definitely will be their downfall. It will take them right out of the playoffs because what's the best way to tame Justin Herbert? That's to keep him off the football field yeah. and teams that can run the ball. They are going to do that. They don't want to give that guy any opportunities to go out and make those spectacular throws that he does every single time he steps out step, steps foot on the field so yeah absolutely it's going to doom them the chargers need to make sure that that is always a concerted point of emphasis and i think the question is just how much can you expect it to get better at this point right, right. It's, it, it has to always be a 
point of emphasis. And when I was there in person, like, yeah, I mean, the Chargers line up in super wide splits, at least in that last game, right? They had their edge rushers out super wide. They had their defensive tackles with a ton of space in between them. That's just the way they run their defense for the most part. Yeah. 26 for 166 allowed against the Rams, 6.4 average. A lot of it came from the explosives, right? The 42-yard run, a 23-yard run on that touchdown. Charger 27th in yards per game allowed on the ground and the worst in the NFL in average yards per carry. They're still giving up 5.4 yards per carry. That last game didn't help that. They're 28th in run defense on DVOA, so even the analytics are saying you're a bad run defense, right? Yeah. What scares me is the Chargers are going to be in a a situation where they need to get the ball back to their offense, and they're not going to be able to get off the field. And the other team is just going to be able to run it right at them, and there's nothing the Chargers are going to be able to do about it to give themselves a chance to win a game. It didn't end up haunting them in the last one because they got up by double digits early on in the second half with that third quarter touchdown that really, I think, changed the game flow and changed the Rams' plan of attack. That's what scares me, though. If you're in that situation – how much confidence do you have that the other team's not just going to be able to milk the clock for six minutes on their last drive and end with the football in their hands because your run yeah. defense is bad? In those moments, a few we've seen from the Chargers this year, they've been able to get those stops. But that's where it seems like you would come back to haunt them. But as a buyer or seller, I'm actually selling this, right, David? I don't – to me, it's much more likely that if the Chargers lose a playoff game, hopefully they win the Super Bowl, obviously. If they lose a playoff game, I don't think we're going to be talking about the run defense it seems more likely to me it's going to be about the offense because that has been just as inconsistent as the Chargers' run defense has been the Chargers' offense. And if we're talking about the group that has been more underwhelming this season from a defense or offensive standpoint, it has to go to the offense, even after one of their best games of the season. It just seems like the offensive inconsistency is going to be what eventually catches up to this team if they end up bowing out in the playoffs. It's going to be because the offense couldn't find that consistency again, couldn't you know get out of a scoring drought or something like that, and that's going to end up costing them. But the Chargers' defense, even with as good as it has been, right, less than 11 points per game allowed over their last four games, which is insane. The Chargers have been the hottest defense in the NFL over the last four weeks. I mean, we just saw the 49ers' defense get shredded by Jarrett Stidham, right? Not somebody we know of being a good Who? quarterback now, right? Exactly, but... Have they even reached their peak? Are they just scratching the surface? It seems crazy to say because of how well they've played lately, David. But the buyer sell today is this. We actually haven't seen the best of this Chargers defense yet. I mean, yeah. I mean, having a, you said having allowed uh, 11 points, per, over 10 points per game, 11 points per game the last couple of games. My goodness. Over four. The, yeah. Their ability to get off the, the field on third down has been absolutely uh, unbelievable the last four games. Van Noy is playing out of his mind. Michael Davis is playing fantastic football. Morgan Fox has been a beast as an interior pass rusher. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, no, no. The Chargers have not played their best football on defense yet. And the reason is because Joey Bosa is still knocking off the rust. He still needs to get back into his playing shape, back into what he is capable of doing when he is ready and he is really firing on all cylinders. He is a true game wrecker. Uh, I mean, a, a guy that, there's not much he doesn't do well, stopping the run, getting after the pa- after the passer. And Derwin James hasn't been on the field the last couple of games either. You know, at yeah. least not completely. You know, he gets knocked out of that game for being, you know, disqualified for that hit. I mean, he's missed most of the last four games. Pretty much the entire winning streak he's been out. You yeah. Know? So yeah, you you're 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 minus one of the best defensive players in the NFL. So you add that to a defense that's already playing at the level that they're playing right now, and you just 
you take Joey Bosa and Derwin Jimson add to that. No, they're not playing their best defense because those two guys are force multipliers and they make everyone around them better. So that is the best version of this Chargers defense. And if they're firing all on all cylinders, watch out. The Chargers defense is the thing you've been able to hang your hat on the last four weeks. And that's just not something that we're used to. And it's come against bad offenses for the most part, right? Yeah. I mean, they got the Dolphins with Tua. They got the Titans with Ryan Tannehill, right? I mean, they did get Nick Foles for whatever that's worth. But the Rams also put up 51 points, right? The week before they went and played. And that was against the Broncos defense that last week held the Chiefs to 27. So yeah. it's hard to do, you know, compare apples and oranges and trying to figure out how much weight to put into each thing. But you're right. I mean, I I think you haven't seen this defense reach its peak yet. But it still feels like you'll kind of be where you started if they go have a bad performance this week, right? Like, that's the scary thing is, if the, you know, the Broncos go put up 31 on the Chargers defense. It's like, oh, well, you know, it was fun while it lasted. It's hard to have trust in this unit again. Yeah. But it's easily where I have the most trust in the Chargers right now outside of their special teams, which, like we always talk about, is a crazy thing that we get to say that right now. But Unbelievable. For the, you know, quarter that Derwin James was in, you saw exactly why he's going to make this Chargers defense better when he he's gets back, monster. right? I mean, yeah. he had a highlight interception. You see all the speed and physicality on, you know, what ended up being a hit that got him ejected, but, like, he's just a different type of player. The Chargers yeah. can't emulate him. They can't replace him. He adds on. He doesn't subtract in any Derwin way. Derwin James is an anamorph. I mean, he's just <laughs> one of those rare, rare breeds. Yeah, and the Chargers, I mean, Joey Bosa... <laughs> That one's tough because it's like he missed so much time. It's hard to know how long it's going to take him to kind of hit his stride, right? Or even if he'll be able to do it in the next two games because you got one more regular season game, one playoff game. It's hard to say. Yeah. Feels better that you have Conway and Noy playing, right? And 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 playing the way he is playing. Yeah. Yeah. And Morgan Fox playing the way he's playing. And you still have Khalil Mack out there as well. So, like, Joey Bosa is, you're hoping you can get whatever you can get out of him is going to add to this Chargers defense for sure. Derwin James is going to add to it. And, they could give up more points than we've seen them give up the last couple of weeks, right? Against a better team and still have a better performance, right? They like they yeah. could go if if they go out and, for example, play the Jaguars and only give up twenty points in a game that the Chargers win, or either way, right? That's better than only giving up ten to the Rams to me. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So like, we might not see these totals. I would go out on a limb and say the three points they gave up against the Colts and the 10 points last week, we might not see a total that low again, but it doesn't mean that we're, we've seen their best performance so far, right? And we came against bad teams. They could have a really good performance where they give up more points against a better team, and that'll probably make me feel better than just beating up on the Colts or the Rams or, you know, an injured Titans team or whoever yeah. it is. Yeah, for sure. But it's all about, you know – the Chargers will have to prove things in the playoffs, and that's what it's all going to come down to. And just because, you know, they could go and get bounced in the playoffs, it doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad defense. doesn't even necessarily mean that's fully indicative of what this team is because anything can happen in a one-game sample. But the Chargers have a lot of things going for any team to want to play them in a one-game sample. I will definitely yeah. say yeah, because it, even if this show didn't seem like overwhelmingly, you know, optimistic, I mean, the Chargers are playing as, as, as good as they have, right? Their offense is finally clicking a little bit. Like, there's so much to feel positive about with this Chargers team right now that, like, yeah, we're not going to see them get to play, you know, get wins over the really, really good teams in the NFL before the season's over. 
but they have to play who they have to play and they don't get to pick their schedule and they're doing as much with their schedule right now as they possibly can, David. And that's what you have to be excited about. Hey, we've seen way too many times in the past, the chargers lose to some just awful, awful teams. And it is so, so annoying when you know that the chargers were superior talent wise, and it wasn't even a question and they go out there and they lay an egg and, and they play down to their competition this year, at least right now, they are not doing that. They totally. are beating those teams into submission and putting them away, which is exactly what you expect, what they are supposed to do. We They yeah. have not always done what they are supposed to do. They are doing that right now, and they are peaking at the absolute best time. Obviously, you want to see them go into Denver, get another dominant win and really get that train going full force playing your best football in the month of January into the playoffs. And I think no matter what happens this season, there's still such tangible things to grow on or, you know, grow from this experience. Like it feels like they're building towards something, right? That's exciting. It really does. it, It doesn't feel like a flash in the pan. Like feels like the defense has bought in and the chargers have something that, you know, they can potentially build around and, and have confidence in for all the players who return next year. Yeah. Offensively, you have guys kind of finding themselves and finding their way in this offense. I think less so than the defense, but it, it's a lot to be excited about for the chargers. And it's just an exciting time. And I think it, it feels like they're building something, which is a very, very exciting feeling, but that's going to do it for us on today's show. The good news is tomorrow we're getting into our chargers mailbag. Make sure you guys hit us up for that, and you can do that by hitting us up at LockedOnLAC on Twitter, and we'll put a post down. You guys can add, ask your questions there. You can also hit us up on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. If you guys want to leave your question in the comment, you can do that. If you follow the show and you want to leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your show for free, available on all platforms every day, you can put your questions in there, or you can hit us up on our Instagram at LockedOnChargers or on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. David Drogenmeyer's DMs are another great way to get your question on the show. You can hit him up on Twitter at DroTalkSC. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. My DMs are closed. No, I'm just kidding. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. You guys can also get on tomorrow's show if you want to call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Excited to get into a Chargers mail back tomorrow. Excited to just get into more normal football talk, right? Thank you guys for, you know, hanging in with us today and a tough day to do the show. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, get into the daily conversations with everything going on around the league. If you're trying to keep up with not just the Chargers, but just how the NFL is happening as a whole, the best place to do it is with Lockdown's local experts at Lockdown NFL, available wherever you get your podcast from. But Thank you guys for checking out the show today. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with our Chargers mailbag. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.